This is Joe Verisco of JRV Majesty Productions, and today we'll be listening to segments from an interview conducted by myself at StoryCorps at the Chicago Cultural Center with Jackie Boyd. In our first segment, Jackie Boyd talks about the importance and value of creating spaces for queer people of color and the origin of her role in taking on this cause. Well, this year I really started to realize that I could have a hand in creating more awareness and connection for queer and trans people of color in Chicago. Um, I've been dissatisfied with the Chicago, with the segregation in Chicago as a whole and the segregation that's present in the queer community. I came to Chicago about 11 years ago for college as many frustrated queer or black or <laughs> underprivileged folks do from the surrounding areas in the Midwest. So I came here and just knew I was looking for a big city and looking for community. I found that, but as we know, the longer time goes on, the more things you kind of need and realize that you should be expecting from your community. Um, so I I probably have been to more dance parties than anybody else in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been part of a lot of different organizations from um, the Lesbian Feminist Choir that I joined and was a part of for five years to, um, you know, the Chances, Chances Board and the Critical Fierceness Grant and things like that. So I've had my hands in different places, um, but I was always disappointed by the lack of um, people of color at primarily white organized events. And the only time that I saw people of color and mass was when I would go to the South side or to the West side or to Pilsen. Um, and it, it just continued to disappoint me because I felt like there was an assumption that was happening within community that this is all it's supposed to be. And, you know, we're all dancing together for a couple hours and that's great. Um, but I really feel like in the last couple of years, there's been and there will continue to be an evolution of queer community to say, let's move beyond the bar. Let's really see each other and take care of each other in a different way. And let's look at the intersectionality of our of the communities within our community. So I use the term community very loosely. Mm -hmm. I view people in my community as self-identified queer people of color, and those are either or. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you're queer, I view you as my community. If you're a person of color, I view you as my community. If you're a queer or trans person of color, same thing. People who have felt the sting of oppression and understand that the systems that are in place are not meant for us, they're not going to benefit us, and they're not going to protect us. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that for ourselves or how to make change within those systems and recognize that those things are being replicated within our own communities. There's two conversations that are had in queer brown community, in QT pot community, there is the conversation that's assumptive that we know what's wrong with the system, even within the queer community. We understand the segregation. We understand the oppression. We understand that when we go certain places, people aren't going to get it. And then there's the conversation that is not happening in white dominated queer spaces. And it's not happening. It doesn't happen until somebody says this space is for QT Pac folks and then the question is well why why can't we come which is I don't think I have to say <laughs> a huge aspect of white privilege and a huge aspect of what has contributed to colonialism in the past and here in the states it's that that attitude that every space is for me and we're the people that get to sort of decide who comes or who doesn't so I think that 
in a city like Chicago where segregation and weather and Lord knows what else keeps us from each other, Mm -hmm. queer and trans people of color need to create intentional spaces to make those connections, to change our realities, and then to have those conversations with the wider white queer community. There's still a barrier. Um, Mm -hmm. There's still um, steps that need to be taken to overcome that. And uh, I find it very interesting to see, um, I think Janet Mock recently wrote an article in The Village um, Voice about... Uh, taking education from the institutional setting versus taking education from the street um, and remembering to stay connected to that community as well. Um, And what do you think about that in Chicago? Like, uh, you know, we have, we connect with community in a lot of different ways. Um, Do you think that there is a disconnect within the queer community of connecting to queers who are, who are more closely living on the streets Mm -hmm. um, or living their lives related to like alternative economies? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like that sometimes is the sometimes it feels like an elephant in the room. Sometimes it feels like another um, another aspect of our community and it's assumed. Um, But so what I find interesting is that people who have been involved in education and specifically like an art education are accustomed to taking critique in a certain way. So when you're critiquing based in maybe a different type of voice, when you're critiquing as coming from a street education or a, a life education, they, it, it is not taken well. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not a controlled setting. It, you may not be speaking in a certain tone of voice that is a custom, you know, customary for them. So then you hear words like, why are you attacking me? Can you lower your voice? Can you do these things? And it's like, come on, we're just talking. (laughs) You have to be able to adapt because more often than not, if you've come through Chicago and you've come through the education system, the college education system, you still are using those benefits from that system in your networking, in your connections, in your resources. So you're the person that has the resources, whether or not you, you know, even if you are like working in a cafe or something like that, you still have privilege that the folks who are coming from a, uh, from a different neighborhood, from a different street, from the streets, and maybe didn't have that privilege, can benefit from to sort of make us all more cohesive and more integrated and better as a community in terms of like rising together conceptually rather than doing the same mistakes that have happened in, in society at large where we forget the folks on the margins. And we have margins in our own community. This has been a JRV Majesty production and StoryCorps partnership.